0: Here we are, Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab, June 2nd, 2023 edition. We have a jam-packed episode. We've got everything from Coca-Cola 600 results. We've got Indy 500 results. We've got World of Outlaws. We even have an interview with Donnie Schatz. We were able to meet with Donnie Schatz in his garage, his shop in west fargo we've got a great episode and i've got Corey Litton here to help me with all of that Corey, how's it going
1: not bad i'm actually pretty uh, proud of our interview that we did yesterday with donnie shots uh, i mean it's our first on-site interview yeah um, it was it was good our, our first on location
0: uh, yeah we had a lot of fun uh and uh donnie was was great with us uh let us come into his shop down there and so uh we'll we will have that coming up a little bit later in the interview in the meantime We've got Coca-Cola 600 results, and you were really excited
1: about this one. Yes, I was. It was uh, it was my favorite race of the year so far. I bet it was. The outcome was terrific. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, uh, May 29th, the Coca-Cola 600, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. That'd be a 400 lapper out there. Um, the rain delayed it uh, re- uh, delayed it a day, so uh, we'll start with stage number one here for Monday. William Byron jumped out to the race lead on lap number one, but Denny Hamlin was able to snatch that from him on lap 14. Rain washed away qualifying and practice, so a competition caution was scheduled on lap 35. That brought everybody to to pit road where William Byron was out first with Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, uh, Brad uh, Keselowski, and Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. Byron led the field back to green in lap 24, but Ryan Blaney took the lead back a lap later. Blaney led uh, till lap sixty-four when Christopher Bell was able to get on by. On lap seventy-five, Jimmy Johnson spun out off of turn uh, number two, bringing up the second caution. Everyone came to pit road, and William Byron won that race out, followed by Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Denny Hamlin, and Tyler Reddick. Byron led the field back to green, and on lap eighty, led the remaining or er, on lap eighty and led the remaining twenty laps of the stage for the win over Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson, and Ricky Stenhouse. All right, then we
0: move on to stage two. That was 100 laps. William Byron won the race off pit road, followed by Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick, and Martin Truex Jr. Michael McDowell stayed out and led the field back to green on lap 108, but was quickly overtaken by William Byron Christopher Bell was able to take the lead from Byron on lap 117. Pit stops started around lap 146, and when they ended around lap 154, Tyler Reddick took over the race lead. Just three laps later, the red flag came out for rain, halting the race for just over a half hour. During the break, Christopher Bell's team was ruled to make an illegal adjustment that was for cutting vinyl from the hood, causing him to have to start at the tail end of the lead lap. Reddick led the field back to green on lap 164, but Jimmy Johnson made contact with Noah Gregson, which put him into the wall in the back stretch and spinning out, which caused the caution.
1: Reddick And he owns that car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he took out both his cars. Well, uh, those, you can probably trace it back to the watermelon man, but Reddick... <laughs> it was his fault. <laughs> Whatever. Reddick and Blaney fought hard for the lead till the yellow... Fl- Flew again when Kyle Busch spun in the backstretch, collecting Daniel Suarez on lap 176. The race's most controversial moment happened on lap 186 when Denny Hamlin put Chase Elliott into the wall. Elliott then retaliated by sending Hamlin into the wall. Head first. (laughs) The stage would end under caution again after B.J. McLeod would spin on lap 200. The stage win would go to Chris Busher with... Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Ty Gibbs, William Byron, Ross Chastain, and Bubba Wallace all scoring stage points.
1: And that takes us to stage three. Stage breaks mean pit stops, and it was Kevin Harvick out first with Chris Busher, Joey Logano, Ty Gibbs, and Ryan Blaney rounding out the top five. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Kyle Busch stayed out, so they led the field back to green in lap 208. Kevin Harvick took the lead from Stenhouse Jr. in the following lap harvick would give away to uh, ryan blaney on lap 226 on lap 232 christopher bell spun off a turn number four bringing out the caution flag and all of the lead lap cars came to the pits with william byron coming out first this is going to be a recurring theme william byron coming out first of the pits because uh his crew did awesome yeah i think at one point they were plus 18 for for pit stop uh gaining pretty (laughs) good um then it was uh, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, Ty Gibbs, and Joey Logano rounding out the top 5. The race settled down into a long green flag run but was interrupted on lap 275 when JJ Yaley Yelly spun on the backstretch uh after a contact with Brad Keselowski. That brought everyone to pit road and uh you guessed it, William Byron won uh off of pit road. Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick, and Ty Gibbs all made up the top 5. Ryan Blaney took over the lead shortly after taking the green flag on lap 281. then Ryan Blaney held on to win the stage with Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr., William Byron, Ty Gibbs, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Alex Bowman all scoring points. All
0: right, and that takes us to the race, to the finish. That was also 100 laps. William Byron won the race out of the pits again with Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Ty Gibbs, and Kyle Busch rounding out the top five. Byron led the field back to green, but Blaney took the lead on the following lap. The race stayed green till the caution came out on lap 344 for a tire that came off Michael McDowell's car. Everyone came to the pits with William Byron once again winning the race out. Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, and Kyle Larson rounded out the top five. On lap 350, Byron led the field back to green, but the caution would come out again on lap 358 when Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick got together coming out of turn four that caused harvick to slide through the infield that meant more pit stops and it was william byron coming out first with kyle larson ricky stenhouse jr aj allmendinger and ryan blaney making up the top five (laughs) zane smith stayed out so he led the field to green on lap 363 but aj allmendinger spun in turn four collecting harrison burton William Byron led the field back to green on lap 370, but the caution flag would wave once again when Austin Sindrick would wreck on the back stretch. The wreck fest would continue once again on the restart when Kyle Larson spun and collected Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, and Ty Gibbs. Ryan Blaney led the field to green on lap 381 and would dominate the field the final 19 laps to end a 59-race winless streak. His eighth career win. Then it was William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chris Buescher, Austin Dillon, and Zane Smith rounding out the top ten. Ross Chastain finished in twenty second. But you know what? Probably because he didn't hit anybody. Whatever. We do have. uh, We do have the uh, final lap here from NASCAR.com. Let's take a listen. White flag in the air. One lap to go. Sponsored by Credit One Bank. You're so right Mike good kid good family hasn't been able to close the deal been 59 races since he's last visited victory lane such a fast race car driver so capable and finally getting it done right here bring it around here boy and Byron closing on this final lap to within eight tenths of a second but off turn number four the Coca-Cola 600 belongs to Ryan Blaney. That's a big one, Tony. And a big congratulations to Roger Penske winning Indy 500 and the Coke 600 in the
2: same year. Amazing feat.
1: Yeah, and how about that? <laughs> Roger Penske getting the uh, Indy 500 and the uh, and the Coke 600 in the same weekend. I mean, it, and it was the 19th time that Roger Penske won the Indy 500. First as a car owner, or as the track owner, though, too. But, uh, yeah, I agree with everything that, um, that Clint Boyer said in that last lap. Great guy, great family. <laughs> uh, so, uh, did you hear him when he got out of the car? They were actually chanting Blaney, Blaney. Like <laughs> uh, I, I would say that's probably one of the more popular wins that's happened in quite a while. Uh, yeah, you know, you really can't hate on the guy. He's super nice. Yeah. So he, right.
0: Yeah. These there's uh, yeah he's
1: not. Uh,
0: you don't hear you don't hear his name a lot unless you know he's winning or or up up towards the front of the pack. And uh, typically, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, usually. no news, good news kind of thing.
1: Right, and he doesn't hit anybody. And speaking of which, here's the points. Um, Ross Chastain is your point leader still. 446 points despite the 22nd place finish out there. So... You know he's he's been holding on pretty good there, and he doesn't have a win either, which is kind of a it's kind this is kind right. of a repeat of last year where yeah Ryan Blaney led the points for most of the year and didn't have a single win right yep. to his credit out there yeah uh, we'll see hopefully uh, hopefully he can grab one here and this has got real tight here after uh, this race here because Ryan Blaney is in second and he is one point back William Byron is in third he's four points back Kevin Harvick is eight points back and fourth and Martin Truex Jr. is thirteen points back in fifth.
0: All right. Uh, The ratings, the rescheduled Coke 600 uh, drew 3.4 million viewers, where the Indy 500 drew 4.92 million. The Monaco Grand Prix drew 1.79
1: million. Again, all figures are courtesy of Adam Stern on Twitter. So that means if they're wrong, they're not my fault. Right. Uh, What's next for them? Uh, They're going to go Sunday, June 4th, Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois. That's basically... uh, yeah st louis yeah um and it's uh two thirty ish uh scheduled start time all on right sunday okay uh as mentioned earlier we had the
0: opportunity to go to donnie Schatz's shop in west fargo and have a little conversation with him and so we will play that right now we are here with donnie Schatz for checkers and records victory lap and uh donnie thanks for having us today
2: yeah glad to be here it's uh Obviously, Mother Nature's playing nice this week. She's a race fan, and we're going to be able to race uh, at only an hour from home, and um, hopefully have a great weekend, great turnout.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, um, talk about your year so far. You got a couple wins, your fifth in points right now. Uh, uh, is it 24 races in so far?
2: Yeah, I think we're somewhere in that that number. Uh, the last week's kind of been a blur, but, um, you know, we really uh, started out uh, not so great. We had no speed. We just couldn't seem to get ourselves going. But uh, man, the the race team has done a phenomenal job the last month. Um, you know, as the the air started to get warmer, it, it kind of suits our engine program currently, and um, we find ourselves qualifying better, and we're able to race for wins and be a lot more competitive. So hopefully, we can stay down that path and, and stay consistent, and um, you know, just keep building on that. You know, we're fifth in the standings is not where we want to be, but. Um, considering some of the finishes we had, uh, you know, I'm surprised we're not worse than that really. Cause we had a, just, there was not, we couldn't even get close to the top 10. So, um, it is what it is. All you can do is, uh, dig out of the hole that you big or that you dig. And, um, my guys are doing a phenomenal job of that. So, um, it's starting to get fun, uh, this time of the year. And like I said, um, being here this weekend is, uh, hopefully we can kind of use it as a pivotal point to, to continue on with being consistent and successful.
0: You talked about uh, the, this last month. I think you were ninth in the points about the end of March. Uh, now you're fifth, about 174 points back or something like that. Um, and w- getting into the warmer weather now, um, these uh, next few races, you can you can really close the gap. Like Knoxville Nationals last year, you did well there. And, and uh, so as you get into the summer here, um, are there any races you're looking at, any tracks you're looking at where you could kind of close that gap?
2: Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to to dig out of where we were ninth, you know, but you, you got to look at, you know, towards a championship, not just, a, you know, if it's not a championship, honestly, it doesn't resonate. And, um, you know, we haven't won a championship in the last four years. So that's really what we've strived to get back to. And, and I feel like uh, we ended the season where we were going to be on that pace, but we just weren't. So, it is what it is. Um, all we can do is keep building, but uh, this year we have a ton of races that pay a lot of money. We, we get to race for a million in July at the Kings Royal, um, the Eldora Million, which is going to be big, and I think that's what everybody's focused on. Uh, you know, they want to make sure, I mean, you win that one race, it can make your whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a terrible year and make it good. Um, in a couple weeks, uh, Houston and Sioux Falls. It's got a 250000 the win show. I mean, it's pretty incredible the uh, the amount of money that we get to race for this year, and I guess you look at it like you want to make sure you're the guy that gets that. Uh, gets things are right when when the money comes around, and, and typically um, we've been a car that's been in that position, um, you know, when the money's up. So Knoxville was good to us last year; we needed to get that um, for everybody at Ford and, and my entire team. So. Um, we're, we're kind of gearing up for that. Um, we we uh, took our favorite car and, and set it aside for those races. So um, we'll see what happens when, when that comes around, but uh, just uh, feel very fortunate to get the race for those those paydays coming up and, and use the rest of these races as uh, kind of tune-ups for those. Yeah.
1: Now you got a kind of a home swing coming up here right now. Uh, how do you feel about that going into it and obviously, with the hot streak you kind of got going for you right now, do you think your chances are pretty good to keep that that rig rolling there?
2: yeah, it's all about consistency you know we when we we went to Eldora, we were consistent that weekend we ran second, and third, and we built on it, and we came back and won two you know one two races in one weekend, and we were really good both races so we and we've we've kept that consistency. the guys have done a great job. River City is a place um my race cars have just always been very good. And, um, you know, I love going to that place. It's, it's pretty forgiving whether you're in the back or you're in the middle of the pack. And we've just kind of been off there a little bit the last year. So Uh, we went back through our notes last week and, and um, hopefully when we unload on Friday, we we're we're back where we need to be. Um, We've made a lot of improvements on, on where we were. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm hoping to use this as, as a homecoming type weekend to, to try to keep, going i mean we're going to ogilvy for the first time i've never seen ogilvy before and it's always cool to go to new racetracks and see new people and and anytime we go to a new racetrack we see a ton of ton of fans in the stands um you know and we don't get in that market very often the minneapolis market so uh i'm kind of excited to see that as well because i hear lots of uh, raving about ogilvy and um when you haven't been to a place and you don't know how it's laid out and you don't know what to expect it's always pretty pretty wide open for everyone so we'll use it, uh, this weekend to just, just, just have a great weekend. I mean, uh, this is not a, not a job any old person, any average person would want to do. And I think there's a lot of people that say, yeah, I do that and, until they actually do it. And then they <laughs> want to check their sanity level. So, but, um, yeah, then we got some big, big tracks at the end of the month. Next week, we go to Knoxville, which is the only time we get there before the nationals. So it's on now. It's, um, it's game on. It's a good time to be on your game. And, um, like I said, my guys have just been phenomenal. And, um, looking forward to a great summer hopefully
1: now uh, you just picked up your first win at uh, at one of the tracks a couple weeks or yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah Sharon uh, do you find it fun funny that uh, after all the years you've been running and uh, all the wins that you've had that you're still finding places where you're winning for the first time
2: <laughs> yeah actually I do uh, there's places that stick out in your mind when you go there you're like well I know I haven't won here Sharon I actually didn't know I thought I had won there and I had won a race there but it just wasn't an outlaw racer so You'll have that, um, you know, Johnny Gibson makes, he want, he makes, lets the whole world know when I haven't won someplace, so he reminds me, um, and, and I can tell you, there's some places that we go that I will never win, and I'm pretty sure one of them's going to be Hobbs just because uh, I, me and that place have a, we have a hate-hate relationship, there's no love-hate, so um, it's just the nature of the beast, uh, I, you wish you could overcome them hurdles, but some days... Um, you know, you never think in racing that you just want to be lucky, but there's some days that uh, that's what it's going to take for me to win at some of those places. So uh, some of them just don't suit me as a person or my driving style, and that's okay. Um, you, you can't win them all.
1: Now, kind of going, uh, you've been helping out your nieces, uh, Layla and Amelia Shane, quite a bit, and um, they've had success right away. One of the big things is that, uh, Amelia, uh, took back the family record and, and got the youngest, uh, winner at the Red River Valley Speedway. How, how good does that feel?
2: Ah, oh, man, I just, you made me sink there. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> she did that. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, as I never actually expected these girls to want to get in a race car and drive, but you can see them there back here, you know, doing what they need to do and working and, and, uh, they enjoy their race. And in fact, uh. You know, we were just having this discussion the other day about, you know, I think they'd like to go three, four nights a week. But I don't know who's going to be able to keep up with that because it's hard to keep up with one. But then when you're keeping up with two and, and one's on the injured reserve list at the moment. So um, it's kind of helping us get a head start on on getting everything ready. But, um, yeah, it's neat, neat to see him racing. Um, I I, uh, I wish I could see him more, but it seems like every time I'm around, they don't – things don't go good or they don't do good. So I try to stay away and let them have their thing and and uh you know their their grandpa did a good job with them he's the one that got to work with them i, I didn't really get a, a chance to do much so he's uh kind of instilled the things in him that he did me and hopefully they can uh they can remember all those things and continue on and and let their past take them where they they their desires do
0: so the uh hall of fame you're being inducted in the north dakota sports hall of fame this year how does that feel
2: pretty surreal um I don't know how you you start you know I, I know i'm 45 and and considering some of the guys i race with i'm probably the old fart but i'm not the old, i'm not an old fart yet i still feel pretty good i still feel like i i have 10 years <laughs> left in me whether i do or i don't i probably don't but um man i, I guess you just have to to take the reality of it it's, it's it's a hell of an honor um it's an incredible honor really to be in any hall of fame but I kind of look at it like we just hold off a couple of years, but it is what it is. The timing of it is what it is. And uh, I'm going to make the best of it. Um, you know, it's uh, North Dakota is not a big state, but when you sit and look at it, we've had a lot of tremendous athletes that come from here and, and have done a phenomenal job. And honestly, for the racing community to have somebody go into the North Dakota sports hall of fame, it's, it's a big thing because it, you know, people don't look at racing as you being an athlete and, um in all reality you are an athlete uh, probably more so than than some of the other ones it's uh no one knows that what it takes mentally physically uh, emotionally some days to to deal with it and I think uh racers sometimes are put in some of the world's hardest positions and they drive out of them and um that's pretty neat to see so happy for the race community and I'm just uh grateful for the the North Dakota support it's um you know, we go a lot of places across the country, and anytime you, you hear the word North Dakota, people bring up, what do you do there? You know what? It's an awesome place. Yeah, we get winter six months of the year, but we get six months of the best summer ever, and, you know, we have 650,000 people in the entire state, and we're able to stand on our own two feet. So, you know what? What else can you say? There's no other state in the country like it, and it's home for me, and I love it here, and I don't, I can't see myself anywhere else. So, uh, very appreciative of, of all the support. And when you go to the races around here, I mean, and it's not because of me, but when you see the support from the fans and stuff, it's some of the best that we we see anywhere in the country. So um, pretty proud of that and uh, glad to be a part of it.
1: So uh, speaking of that local support, you know, as we're walking in, we're just seeing boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that obviously are going into your merchandise trailer. Do you get a, do you see an uptick in your sales when you come home?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, home's, you know, obviously, some of our our biggest events and, and some of the big races are, but um, it, it's honestly turned into that almost every night, everywhere you go. And and I think it has to do with the fact. I mean, I'm I'm this is year 27 or 28 with the Outlaws. I've been around a long time, um, and the fans recognize that they, um, you know, they acknowledge that and they can associate the name with the Outlaws versus maybe some of the young guys here and there. So we see it we see it almost every night, everywhere we go, and that's uh, that's a great thing because. Um, you can have the worst night in the world, and it, and it brings you back to that reality level that man. People come to see you. They don't necessarily always come to see you win, but um, that's what that's that's the nature of the beast. Um, it, it, sometimes it's um, that's what keeps your head above water and keeps you afloat and keeps you coming back because no one comes to run 12th, 15th, 18th. Um, but you know, at the end of the night, um, there might be a little guy there that wants a t-shirt that he didn't. He doesn't know the difference between 12th, 15th, and 18th, and that's what uh, that's what sparks your your motivation. So. Um, yeah, yeah, coming home is great for us, and it's really hard on my mom at her age. She's, she's not getting any younger, but she enjoys it. She enjoys talking with the fans. She enjoys uh, seeing the people, and, and um, man, that's been her livelihood for a long time. So she's uh, real appreciative to have her doing it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the good quality merch we do and, and the, the variety and the things we have, and she always seems to be the trendsetter in the, in the T-shirt business and, and stays afloat with it, so...
1: So uh, on the second loop that you guys uh, your second tour through the North Dakota area and stuff like that uh, you're you're going to be racing alongside the 305s that night. So both Layla and Amelia get to race that night too. How cool does that feel for you uh, to get to get to share the night with them?
2: That is actually going to be really cool. I didn't realize that until here just earlier this week. Uh, I saw their schedule and I'm like, they must be racing with us. So that's going to be pretty neat. Um, I'll be able to get to watch them. You know those those kids have made friends with. Um, a lot, a lot of the guys I race with, um, you know, Sheldon staying at the house and I think he's going racing with them tonight, probably in Ada. And, um, so they've made friends with, you know, the guys I race with as well. And that'll be cool for, you know, the people that I'm colleagues with to be able to see them as well as they've not seen them race. But, um, I'm just glad that they're going to be in a three Oh five class and I'll be in a different class because there's going to come that day where they're probably going to be racing against me. And then, then it might be time for me to take a step back and and do something different so I don't have to, uh, get rid of that. Well, I got beat by my niece, so (laughs) we'll, uh, we'll just cross that bridge when it comes, but, um, and I know there'll come that point, so we'll just, uh, we'll just enjoy it till we get there.
0: Uh, you talked about the, the Hall of Fame and, and, uh, the talking about that, that point when it, when it gets here and you've got years of racing left, but, what do you see for, for Donnie Schatz in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years?
2: Two years ago, I could have told you an answer to that. Today, I don't know. I think you've got to take things one day at a time. I mean, uh, things are changing in the world. Things are changing in motorsports. Um, you know, I got into this game because it was something I loved as a kid and have been very fortunate to be surrounded by great people and turn it into a livelihood and a living and have fun doing it. Um, but as things start to change and get more political and some of the fun comes out of it with certain things, you have to decide whether you want to change with its direction or you want to have your own direction. And I think we all know it's inevitable at some point there'll be a completely different direction for me. And, um, you know, there's plenty of other things in the world to do, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, at that point I'll say, hey, um, I guess it's time. Uh, I don't know when that is. It's not today. I don't see it in, in my near future, but, uh, man, you don't know. Um, there's things that happen unexpectedly that we never we never want to deal with or expect, and um, I don't know how you put a timeline on it. I don't know. Like I said, two years ago, I could have said, yeah, I'm going to be around another 10 years. I don't think that's going to be the case, but um, time will tell. You know what I mean? Is There's a lot of things to keep up with. You know, these kids are wanting to race, and, um, you know, I enjoy going late model racing, but Amelia wants to run it, so that kind of... There's only so much in the world to go around. You can't do everything twice, three times. So, we'll um, we'll cross those paths as they come, and and try to stay on the on the front side of it, and try to try to uh, always have a plan. Obviously, but um, you never know. I mean, I've been with a great race team for a long time with at Tony Stewart Racing and all of our partners. And you know, Tony might come to the point where he say, Hey, you know, I think we we've had a we've had a good run, but it's time to do something different, and and. Maybe that's the time for me at the same time. I don't know. Um, there's just all kinds of variables. You just you just never know. Um, you never think about really until um, you, you one day sit down and think, well, what if, what if, and um, I don't want to think about the what ifs right now, but the what ifs are probably a couple, three to five, 10, you know, who knows? I don't know what that number is, but um, we'll cross that path when it happens.
0: You talked to uh, earlier about the, the physical, the mental stress, that sort of thing. Do you think it's different now than it was when you started? You've been doing this for 27, 28 years. It seems like, you know, now that more so there's um, younger people. You hear more about that being uh, physically fit as a as a race car driver. Do you think that um, that plays into a lot of that as well?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of things that play into it. You know, when, when I got into this and started racing with the Outlaws, I drove for my, my own family team, for my parents, and— Would I have not done that? There's no way I could have raced at this level because I was not good enough to be a hired driver for someone. I probably could have drove for someone for a little bit and I wasn't good enough and I would have got let go and kept bouncing around and doing those things. But, you know, I put a good solid 10 years in with with my family team. And I'm not going to lie, I got fired by my dad three times and my mom rehired me twice. So, you know, uh, it's just the way it works. Um, You know, that allowed me to build that platform to where I am today. And I've been at Tony Stewart Racing for over 15 years. Uh, since that, since we had our own team, and um, you know, th- things are changing in that aspect. There's a lot of pay-to-play. Um, I never, you know, I've made a, I've made a great uh, career out of it, and been able to make some money doing this. And it's all because I was driving for someone like Tony. If I'd have had my own team, we'd have, you know, we, there's no way we'd have had the opportunity to race for the money we did. And and Tony's takes care of his people, so you know, it's. Um, it is it is a change in time you see a lot of these things now where kids just want to get there and they'll there's they'll spare no expense and it's it's tough to keep up with and it's not just happening in dirt racing it's happening in nascar it's happening all over and it's you know getting to the point where you know less money sticks to to drivers hands and there's going to be days where hired drivers like me are going to be obsolete because there'll be some kid that's good and his dad will pay whatever to have have him drive the car uh so it's just a, it's it's just evolution. It's um, that, that the face of the sport's going to change that way, and it, it, at least at this level, it probably will. And um, we just try to, you know, try to be in a position where you're good enough to where you're you're not replaceable and you're and you're more valuable. And I think that's something that um, where the mental and physical comes in. I mean, these cars aren't physically hard to drive, but um, making good decisions when you're physically unfit and in a a bad spot is it happens a lot and so i i do my best to try to stay in that you can't tell by looking but um we do we we still spend a lot of time trying to stay physically fit and mental mentally fit is just something that comes with the territory you get put in a position you make a decision and you either learn from it or or you don't and um unfortunately there's a lot of people in today's environment that never actually learn from their mistakes so they're not going to get any better but Someone pats them on the back and says good job for it, even though they never learned from it. But um, that's that's their issues, and uh, I try to not let that happen. And I don't let it happen with these two, that's for sure.
1: So uh, one of the things that has been coming out lately a lot with the uh, popularity of the sport is there's been a new game that came out. And your car is one of them that, even in the computer mode, is very competitive out there. How does that make you feel? Because I know the on the original game back on PlayStation 2, you're generally kind of… Yeah, I'm
2: a game squirrel. That's all right. Yeah, you know, I was actually friends with those guys back, JD Kramer and all them that that worked with Ratbag doing that game back then, and you know, I, I, they must still be sitting around giggling, laughing today because they made me the game squirrel in that one. But I'm not the game squirrel in the new one, thank goodness. But yeah, it's neat to see. Um, you know, it, we live in times where the social media marketing, it's all everything's exploding, and that game is pretty cool. I, I haven't actually played it, but I've, man, I get snaps every day from people with me talking on there and it's it's kind of surreal some days to think you're you're in a video game but it's um it's pretty neat to see and the the series did a great job and everybody with the game company did a great job and i still think that uh the next one they'll do will be next level so we'll see what happens with that
0: i've always wondered uh, when you play the game do you create your own driver do you drive it as yourself
2: i haven't actually played the game i don't even have the game yet so um, it, yeah, it is what it is. we um, I don't play many video games. I have one of them things. I played them a lot as a kid, but um, now there's just not enough time to go around to do it. And I honestly can't bring myself to do it. So um, maybe someday, maybe this winter will... The, the kids play it all the time. In fact, they still race their simulators with die racing stuff. And um, I think for anyone that has any desire, it's probably a good starting point to you know to try to get... Halfway, at least see how things work. Because I think there's some things that are realistic, but then I think there's others that, that aren't at all. Heck, my, my guy Zach here, he uh, told me he goes on and plays a game to see how to set the car up, but it, all, it, it must work because uh, him, and, him and Layla and Amelia do very good.
1: So, is there anything? I mean, we talked earlier about uh, all the big money races and stuff that you'd really like to win, but is there anything that uh, Johnny Schatz has yet to accomplish that he would really like to get done?
2: I don't think so. You know, I've had to, the great fortune of running some other races outside of this um i ran some silver crown races back in the day i think they're still a cool car they're a great big wheelbase car that run 100 laps on dirt um like deal you know it's an old champ car you know kind of a lot of history to them maybe someday maybe run some different champ car races here and there but um you know i got the opportunity to do that truck race at knox so man i really enjoyed that um I really really enjoyed it the truck drove incredible you could actually get the truck sideways and bring it back and they had tons of power and grip and you could work on them I mean I had fun working with Chad Johnston uh, on that and it was just a a great two days we got nothing to show for it but um, but what went into it physically and financially to run that one race was absolutely insane and I don't know how those guys go through that every single week uh, to do that but um, no, I don't think I missed out on anything. I was never one I wanted to run the Indy 500. NASCAR really wasn't in. You know, I had the opportunity to go do it, and I just went, no, I'm, it's just not, not me. So, um, I dreamed about this when I was a kid, and I, I tell people all the time, I'm living my living my dream. And sometimes you might forget that because you're on the go all the time. But um, there's some days I'm saying it a little bit sarcastic too. But 99% of the time, it's realistic.
0: So uh, is there anything else, uh, anything that we didn't ask that you'd like to touch on, anything you'd like to say before we let you go?
2: No, nope. I hope we see everybody at uh, River Cities tomorrow night or at Red River Valley Speedway to, to watch Layla race. Um, be kind of a tough weekend for the fans to decide here or there, but at least Mother Nature is going to be nice both ways and should be pretty warm. So come out and have a cold beer and watch some good racing.
0: Donnie Shots, thank you. All right. So uh, again, Donnie Shots, thanks for taking the time with us. That was that was a lot of fun and I have never been to his shop
1: before, so that was a neat experience for me. Me neither. I mean, uh gratefully uh we're great and completely thankful and grateful that he allowed us open up the shop to us and gave us uh, like at least an hour of his time to go out there and and get to hang out in the shop and talk with them. That was just really cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So uh, speaking of
0: Donnie Schatz and World of Outlaws, uh, let's find out what happened there. Friday, May 26th and
1: Saturday, May the 27th at Atomic Speedway in Waverly, Ohio. Well, the big cat Brad Sweet picked up $10,000 with his win on Friday over Kyle Larson and Carson Macedo. Donnie Schatz finished in the 16th uh, position. He had kind of a little bit of a a, a down-and-up kind of weekend out there for him. Uh, uh, Saturday saw Carson Macedo grabbing the big check over David Gravel but Donnie Schatz finished in the third spot out there so there he's back on the upswing All right, uh, Monday May 29th was a Lawrenceburg Speedway in Lawrenceburg, Indiana and it was James McFadden earn, earning the win over uh, Carson Macedo and Rico Abreu on Monday. Donnie Schatz finished in the, th- in the top ten. All right, so for points, that
0: puts Brad Sweet in the number one spot and and, and Carson Macedo tied in the number one spot with uh, 3,344 points. In third is David Gravel, eight points back. Fourth is Logan Shuhart, 148 points back. And fifth is Donnie Schatz, 174 points back.
1: And like you heard in the interview with Donnie, uh, tonight will be uh, River City Speedway in Grand Forks. He is back home here for the weekend Weekend swing, and he's uh, going to be going, actually all the Outlaws are going tomorrow to the Ogilvy Raceway in Ogilvy, Minnesota for the first time ever.
0: All right. Both so,
1: are 7 o'clock start times, I believe.
0: Yes, 7 o'clock start times. So where were you this week?
1: Well, we started off the week here Friday, May 26th. That was the Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo. Sport mods. John Sandvig was on his way to finally capturing his first career win. I believe he's been racing for nine years, and it's just always eluded him. And he's always had just terrible luck. And uh, but a late race caution during a late, late race caution, his transmission let go. So again, the bad luck struck again. And that was one of those two. It was like two laps to go. It's like, oh come on. Then <laughs> it wasn't a major caution. It was like it, it was. You just have to feel so bad for him, uh, uh, just because. I, I know there was a lot of people in the crowd that he's, he's a likable guy, a really nice guy, and uh, it's just a tough thing to see out there. Uh, that, that handed the lead over to Charlie Jensen, but it was Ryan Rested who took the win on the last lap. Charlie Jensen finished in second, then it was Scott Jacobson in third, Tory Fisher in fourth, and Rich Pavlicek finishing in fifth.
0: All right, the legends, Evan Hendrickson and Cody McHart fought a hard had a hard-fought battle for the lead late in the going during the Legends feature. Hendrickson was able to hold on for his first win in the Legends. Mackhart held on for second. Then it was Ryan Brasseth, Ashton Speaker, and Josh Weist
1: in the top five. And uh, a lot of those kids in there. Okay, so I'm seeing Evan Hendrickson. Uh, uh, then it was Cody Mackhart, That's two. Uh, Ashton Speaker. And Ryan Brassett, they're all Red River Kart Club graduates and they're just putting on a fantastic show. That's probably one of the better races of the night, too. And mm. so that was pretty awesome to see. And I made sure since it was Evan Hendrickson's first win, um, I forgot to do it in victory lane. So I did, made sure to stop in his pit afterwards and I dumped a cold bo- bottle of water <laughs> all over him. Nice. Uh, in the modifieds. Jordan Sowers started fourth and quickly took the lead in the modified feature. Sowers built up a five second lead, but a late race caution bunched it up. I think that was the only way that the rest of the cars were going to get to see him again because <laughs> um, he was bad fast. That car was just in a, on a different planet. Uh, Sowers ran away in the restart by over three laps or three seconds, but uh, when the checkered flag flew uh, for his first career, modified win. So that's two straight. First-time winners. We just about had three to start the night. Uh, Following Sowers was Dave Shipley, Matt Auckland, Jesse Skolicki, and Darren Fowle. All right, race saver sprints.
0: Ty Hanton started fourth and took the race lead on the final lap. Hanton held on to the lead until lap nine when Marcus Rothenbacher took over for good, snapping a winless streak that lasted for over a year. Rounding out the top five were Jeremy Snow, Ty Hanton, Ty Wilkie, and Andy Paik. In
1: the hobby stocks, Brody Eckert, who has just been on a just a hot streak lately. He started fifth, and it only took him one lap until he took the race lead for good, scoring his second straight win of the season over Stone Cold Brad Orvidal. It's my closest attempt at a Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> impression. Um, Andrea Jacobson, Blake Anderson, and Tyler Hain.
0: All right, stock cars. Andrew Jokum. A week after calling a caution on himself, charged up from seventh to take the stock car win over the Rocket Man Keaton Frommke, by only 0. .157 seconds
1: at the line. That's basically the back bumper. Yeah. That's, that's how close Keaton Frommke got to his first win.
0: It's crazy. The Cheetah, Rob Van Mill, the cool cat, Calvin Kesselberg, and Todd
1: Heinrich finished in the top five. What's happening tonight out there? It's the Dakota Cat Mod Shootout, which is one of the uh, more premier. It's becoming one of the more premier uh, modified fe- uh, races in the in the state. I don't see uh, really any other uh, modified race that that's as big as that tonight in the area. And we're also going to have fireworks nice. afterwards at seven o'clock. Uh, So we got fireworks on the track and in the sky. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. We'll see. Uh, Okay, what about Saturday,
0: May 27th at the Viking Speedway DRC Street Stock Tour night number one
1: in Alexandria, Minnesota? I've been uh, lucky to have been added to the uh, Viking Speedway as part of the team out there. I get to do the pit reporting for them now. So uh, on the the Saturdays that I have off, you're going to find me out in Alexandria uh, quite a bit. There you go. Uh, Midwest Modified started off the night. Taylor Bitson took the lead on lap one. And even even after three cautions, he was able to hold off Sean Olson, Travis Ingebretson, Tim Canton, J- and Josh Buzz Music for his first win of, his career, of uh, the year. <laughs> All right. Uh, street Stocks, the first leg of the Dirt Race Central
0: Street Stock Tour brought some heavy hitters to Alexandria, Nick Traynor, and the Wolverine, Justin Vogel, traded the lead several times with Traynor coming out on top. Then it was Brayden Brower, v- uh, Vogel, Hunter Carter, and
1: Ty Egan rounding out the top five. In the short trackers, Hunter Gallet wrecked the, the car that he started the season with and got his backup ready with hours to spare before the uh, race started on uh, Saturday night. Goulet took the win over Cole Campson, Kevin Wall, Jason Cast, and Christian Cast, but but wait, there is more. Uh post race inspection found that Goulet's muffler had fallen off, meaning mm. meaning it was an automatic disqualification. Uh oh. Making it two weeks in a row that Cole Campson won by disqualification. Wow. All right. Uh, Super Stocks. It only took three laps for
0: Alexandria Blizzard hockey coach Jeff Krause to take the race lead, and that's where he would finish with Carter Rents, Russ Kostreba. Kostreba.
1: Kostreba. All right. We'll start over. Kostreba. Yep. And then the last one's uh, Brutker. Okay. I was getting that one wrong, too.
0: (laughs) Kostreba. All right, in the super stocks, it only took three laps for Alexandria Blizzard hockey coach Jeff Krause to take the race lead, and that's where he would finish with Carter Rents, Russ Kostriba, Ryan Kostriba, and Trent
1: Brutker rounding out the top five. And in the Modifieds, the craziest race of the night, the wind and the heat uh, made it difficult for uh, to keep moisture in the racetrack throughout the day. They tried as best as they could, and you know they did as good as they could with, with it, and uh, it was still a pretty good job. That meant that eventually the track would end up eating some tires. And with four laps to go, Travis Sauer would be the first to succumb to the tire monster. Brian Hobbin, Justin Fremming, and Zach Johnson also suffered tire failures. Dusty Bitson had built up over a five-second lead, but his right rear tire gave way, and Jason Tennis would take the win on the final corner. All right. We're, we're hearing a lot of names of uh, people that we've had in our interviews segment. That's true. And That's, they have been winning. Yep. So it's, uh, that just luck- goes to show. Yep, lucky commit, deal. commit to the show and you will uh, <laughs> you uh, you will get wins
0: that is true uh, next up is uh, Saturday June the 3rd Autocross Nationals so uh, Monday June 29th at the Cheyenne Speedway they had their season opener that's that was r- down in Lisbon North Dakota
1: that's right and that's another one if I have that day off when they're running I'm going down there and I'm helping out nice. um I, I like to I, I get to announce alongside of uh, someone I've known my whole life pretty much uh, Scott Carlumm. Uh, he was the thorn in my side in sports um, growing up, because <laughs> the Central Cast and Lisbon rivalry. Well, sure. I guess Central Cast had a rivalry with everybody. I mean, we hated everybody equally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so it's nice to get down there. Um, and it was an interesting night to to start, to say the least, because you know you're looking around, going which storm is going to hit us. Right. You're seeing all these clouds popping up and expo- going up and exploding in the air and I'm like is this going to hit us? <laughs> and then along with that, we lost power halfway through the heat race. Wow. Um, and I didn't f- I didn't know that this many people in Lisbon had um, generators. Got to be prepared. Let alone were that were able to get them there within like 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> so you got to be ready. The whole town came out there to make sure that, that that night went went off without a hitch and that was pretty cool. Uh, But starting off the night, it was the Hobby Stocks where Kelby Anderson survived a wild Hobby Stock feature with Ryan Mund, Tyce Beaujolais, Dalton Albrecki, and Cade Jenskow rounding out the top five.
0: In the legends, it was a reverse of Friday night's battle with Cody Mackhart earning his second win of the year over Evan Hendrickson. From third on back was Picton, New South Wales, Australia's Glenn Mitchell, Colin Compson, and Bo Greger.
1: In the Midwest Modifieds, the nightmare Lucas Rodin was running the bottom of the track on the start of the feature in the Midwest Mods, but lucky for him, the caution came out just as Nate Renke showed him his nose on the high side. They've added banking to the racetrack, uh, uh, at least on the higher side of there, so mm-hmm. it's actually brought out that top groove, which is is kind of uh, it's pretty awesome. It, it makes the track bad fast when they did uh, that, so it was it was pretty pretty awesome. Uh, Rodine made the adjustment under caution by going up to the top lane, and then he got the win over Rinky, Jaron Wibstead, Kyle Langland, and Jared Klein. And I made a slight mistake uh, in Victory Lane when I interviewed um, Lucas Rodine. Oh, yeah? Because he talked about how he's like, I should really be, when I asked you, you know, who do you got to thank here? And he goes, Well, uh, oh, I should really thank Nate Rinky for showing me the top side just as the caution came out. And then finally, at the end, when he finished at the end of it, I was still thinking of that and kind of laughing in my head. <sighs> So I said, well, everybody give it up for Nate Rinky." Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: I got a good laugh out of the crowd in Lisbon. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Uh, uh, street Stocks, Trey Hess doesn't have very much experience at the Cheyenne Speedway, but that didn't matter uh, as Hess led every lap to win over the assassin Kyle Anderson, Tucker Peterson, Todd Carter, and big
1: time Johnny Carter. Johnny Carter's first race of the year, and he got a top five. Nice. Not, not bad. Not so bad. Uh, the Modifieds were next. They made their debut as, for the first time this year as a full-time class on Monday night. And it was Joey Thomas who started uh, second to last and took the win over Dustin Strand and Tyler Cater, Randy Klein, and Superman Mike Stearns. Every one of these guys had a shot at the win at one point. It was uh, It was a pretty wild race. That's cool. Uh, mini stocks it was Mason Bogard who dominated
0: the finale of the night with his over 10 second win over Jason
1: cast Cody Crabtree Lee Williams and pokey Lukes Pokey Lukes who is the uh, former uh, track announcer oh wow uh, out there at the Cheyenne well, Speedway see, there's for a, many many years
0: maybe there's a race uh, future for you
1: well i always make the joke I mean he he uh when he retired because he worked for the railroad I believe and when he retired from that I mean, for years, when he was the announcer, he said, you know, one day when I grow up, I'm going to get a race car.
0: <laughs> so when he retired,
1: he bought a race car he and was quit announcing. Up.
0: He was grown up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it,
0: there's there's hope for me yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Thursday, June the 8th, a Street Stock Tour and Driver Meet and Greet. That is a 7 o'clock start. Yeah, that's
1: right. Then we go Tuesday, June 30th, or Red River Kart Club season opener in West Fargo. Blake Bogart, he won in the novice class. Then it was Lincoln Corinto who won in the rookie ones. Brady Heilman won in the rookie twos. Arlen Kenyon won in the 206 blue slide class. Alex Clark won in the 206 black slide class. And Vince Noble won in the adult stocks. All
0: right. Next up there, uh, Monday, June the 5th, Monday Night Racing at
1: 630. And it's free. It's free. You can't beat that price. That's right. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we ended up moving on to Thursday. That was last night. Well, the Norman County Raceway, it was the season opener out there uh, and it was a good night of racing out there between Dodge and Storms there too. I mean, it was it was pretty interesting. We started off with Corey Stork in the Midwest Modifieds, he ran away for his I believe his third opening night win of the year. Oh, wow. Mr. Mr. Opening Night. I know he uh uh he's going to hate me for saying this because uh, uh his girlfriend has uh uh told me his nickname and it's something that Ron Kroeg gave him. Oh wow! Um, he started calling him Prince Charming. Okay. <laughs> and so I don't know if I should be saying this over the microphone, but his nickname now, I guess, is Cor- uh, Corey Stork is Prince Charming. Oh, So I, I, well. I, I hope you know for his for his case. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to catch on by me calling him Prince Charming. Well, if Ron Kroeg gave it to him, yeah, if Ron Kroeg says it, it's got to be true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Prince Charming Corey Stork ran away for his third yeah. opening night win. Uh, Of the year, it was by 4.151 seconds over Reese Stenberg, Taylor Jacobson, Phil Chris Lieb, and Chris Edmonds. All right, the legends. It was Evan Hendrickson who picked up his first
0: NCR win of his young career over Ryan Brasseth, Ashton
1: Speaker, Alex Brasseth, and Cody Jawaski. And then the hobby stocks, stop me if you've heard this one. Brody Eckert found himself in victory lane for the third time this year in three races between... Red River Valley Speedway, and Norman County Raceway. Following Eckert was the Blackjack Express, Tim Church, Tyler Hayne, Stone Cold, Brad Orvidal, and Todd Gettle. All right. What happened in the sports mods? Uh, that was be Lightning Luke Johnson, who led the first 13 laps of the sport mod feature, but he went around in turn one on his own with two laps to go. That handed the lead over to Ryan Rested, who outran Rich Pavlicek, David Sirks, Vince Jetvig, and Jaden Pavlicek. That uh, win right there for Ryan Rested... That was the most laps he's led in a race that he's won this year. Oh, wow. Because he only led, he led less than one lap in, on Friday night out at the uh, Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, they also had some race saver sprints out there. Andy Pake started on the pole and was untouchable, leading every lap of the race saver sprint car feature by 7.3 seconds over Layla Eisenshank, Hollywood, Ty Wilkie, Ty Hanton, and Morgan Nyquist.
1: And he was flirting with the uh, 16-second barrier. He was just a little over that. He just about into the 15-second bracket out there uh, uh, in that win. Wow. Then the stock cars, we had a wild one at that that end of the night. Uh, Daniel Aberly he uh, clipped the infield uh, tire in turn number two and then barrel rolled two and a half times. Really? Um, Yeah, one of them was completely in the air. At one point, he actually looked like he was going to have it saved, too, because he he got up on two wheels on the right side, and it looked like he was going to save, but the wheel caught, and all of a sudden, that thing just just launched. Um, He was okay, which is great, Uh, but the two and a half times going over, that means he has now taken the lead in the unintentional rollover contest with a 10-point roll. Averly was, uh, like I said, he was okay. The midway through the race, the cheetah Rob Van Mill took took the lead by a nose over the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg. Half a lap later, Aaron Olsen tried to split the leaders to take the lead. Kesselberg went for a wild ride off at of turn number three, ending his night. Uh, Rob Van Mill would hold on to win over the Rocket Man, Keaton Fromke, Andrew Joachim, Kelly Jacobson, and the real deal Brody Karlsert.
0: All right, next up, Thursday, June the 8th, Red River Sprint Series meet and greet with late models. That starts at 7 o'clock. What else
1: happened? Well, around the world, we'll start with uh, Sunday, May 28th, Monaco Grand Prix. Rain came in uh, late in the race and one of the most difficult and historic races in the on the Grand Prix schedule, but that didn't slow down reigning champion Max Verstappen, who finished nearly 28 seconds over Fernando Alonso and 36 seconds over Esteban Ocon, who I believe got his first ever podium finish. So good work for him. Uh, the, the, a guy that got his first podium I be, in the rain at Monaco, a guy named uh, Ayrton Senna, I believe. So that was... Hmm. That's a good thing for him. In uh, the points, Max Verstappen is a, is the point leader a lot by a lot, thirty nine points over his teammate Sergio Perez, and Fernando Alonso is fifty one points back in third. All right. In uh, what next
0: up is Sunday, June the fourth. They are in Spain at eight a.m. eight a.m. Our time, yeah, our time. So yeah. Uh, all right. Sunday, May the
1: twenty eighth, the one hundred and seventh running of the Indy five hundred. With 16 laps to go, a nasty accident involving Felix Rosenquist and uh, Kyle Kirkwood caused a red flag. Rosenquist uh, tagged the wall and spun between turns number one and two. Rosenquist then tagged Kirkwood's left rear tire, which flipped Kirkwood onto his roof right into the wall. That could have been really dangerous out there, and mm. I'm glad he was okay. The contact also sheared off Kirkwood's right rear tire, which launched into the grandstands, but thankfully missed everyone that was in Ooh. its path. It cleared the grandstand. And I do believe I saw a story where the, the car that got hit by the tire, Uh the lady whose car got hit, she got a ride home in the Indy pace car. Really? They gave her a ride home from the track in the pace car. Well, she needed to get home somehow. (laughs) They should have gave her the pace car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least let her keep the tire. But, uh, yeah, it was great that it missed everyone in its path though. Uh, the restart with nine laps to go. So, so Pato award, uh, augustin Cappi- Cappi- uh, Canapio, There it is. canapio and Simon Easy Pagino. For you to see. I was gonna sneeze there for a second. <laughs> Figured it would've worked. Um they uh and Simon Pagino, they all crashed in turn three, which caused the red flag to be or race to be red flagged. Um the next restart saw Benjamin Peterson, Graham Ray Hall, and N Carpenter wrecking before they could even get to the flag stand, so yet there was another red flag which set up a one-lap dash. They basically came out of the pits and took off and took the white flag on the very next lap where Joseph Newgarden got a massive run coming out of turn number two and took the lead. Newgarden held on for the win over defending champion Marcus Erickson and Santino Frucci. All right, hey, we got a little bit of sound from this one as well. That was awesome too. Uh, what his victory lane, or, or his first celebration, where he basically just jumped out of the car and found a gate right by the flag stand <laughs> and jumped into the crowd with everybody and basically disappeared in the crowd. It's <laughs> a so good thing he still had his helmet on. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, he was super pumped out there, and I, I can't even remember the last time uh, that a, an American had won the the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah. So, and he's somebody that actually. Grew up going to races at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So fantastic win by him. That's cool. How, how are they doing in the points? Well, Alex Pillow is your point leader with 219 points. Marcus Erickson in second, 20 points back. Pata O'Ward, 34 points back. Joseph Newgarden on that strength of the win. That moves him up into, up into fourth, 37 points back. And Scott Dixon 57 points back in fifth.
0: All right, next up is this Sunday at Detroit Grand Prix. That is a 2 o'clock start time. Yes, it is. All right, locally, we had some other racing action going on. Friday, May the 26th, they were at I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, where Brandon Brower won the streetcars, Jaron Wibstead won the Midwest Mods, Derek Quinn won the Gen X Late Models, Josh Zimple won the Late Models,
1: and Matt ditman won the short trackers and then we move on also a river city speedway in grand forks north dakota was racing as well i believe that was their season opener weston rams Rude won in the street stocks austin hunter won in the midwest modifieds alex truschinski real easy name to spell <laughs> uh, <laughs> he won on the lightning sprints dustin strand won in the modifieds and tyler peterson got his first win ever in a late model all right
0: also friday they were at dakota speedway in mandan north dakota Paul Hsu won the Sport Compacts. Derek Appert won the Hobby Stocks. Donovan Wiest won the Legends. Jimmy Castro won in the Street Stocks. And Jeremy Keller took the win
1: in the Modifieds. And we move to Princeton Speedway in Princeton, Minnesota. Ben Menson won in the Hobby Stocks. Ellen Lang won in the Sport Compacts. Bob Holtquist won in the Mod 4s. Jake Kierstead won in the Sport Mods. Ryan Erickson won in the Micro Sprints. Dan McIntew won in the Stock Cars. Hey, you didn't get him in one of your results this time. Uh, Usually you get it. (laughs) But uh, yeah. then Tim Patchen won in the Modifieds. Yes, and they were also at Brown County Speedway, Aberdeen, South Dakota. How'd they do there? Well, Jaden Ball won in the Street Stocks. The Nightmare Lucas Rodine won in the Midwest Modifieds. Blake Whitlock won in the Super Stocks. Tyler Anglin won in the Modifieds, and Chad Becker won in the modifi- or Late Models. All right, that
0: wraps up Friday, May the 26th. Move on to Saturday, May the 27th. Jamestown Speedway saw Seth Howe Keller win in the Bombers. AJ Matsky won in the Slingshots. Donovan Wiest won in the Legends. Lucas Rodine won in the Midwest Mods. Billy Crist won in the Street Stocks. And Sean Strand
1: won in the Modifieds. Sean Strand, whose car number is 99, Drew pill number 99 for the season opener. Oh, wow. Which was the worst pill draw you could get in that one. And he he came home with the win. So a good, good run by a, by a good dude. Uh, North Central Speedway in Brainerd, Minnesota was up next. Nathan Cole won in the Sport Compacts. Brandon Bombardo won in the Hobby Stocks. Eric Martini won in the Super Stocks. The Fort Ripley Rocket, Jake Hageman won in the Sport Mods. Chad Funt won in the Mod 4s. And Aaron Johnson, for the second week in a row, won in both the Stock Cars and the Modifieds. Oh wow, uh,
0: Ogilvy Raceway, uh, Ogilvy, Minnesota Mod Nationals Day One. Joseph Wilbur won in the Hornets. Dustin Wilka- Holquist, excuse me, won in the Mod Fours. Zach Benson won in the Midwest Mods. Shane Sabraski won in the Superstocks and in the Modifieds. Uh, you know, you'd
1: think uh, if you're going to have an insect-like name that you're going to win in, and your name is Wilbur, wouldn't it be like a spider? Yeah. Well, I suppose like, like yeah. some Charlotte's Web, right. That makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) So Devil's Lake Speedway in Prairie, North Dakota. Corey Vetch won in the pure stocks. Tucker Peterson won in the street stocks. And hey, we had a a history here once again. Jory Berg won in the Midwest Modifieds, and Kelsey Peterson, Tucker's sister, won in the Lightning Sprints. That's another track where the two of them won on the same night.
0: Very nice. That wraps up Saturday, May the 27th. Sunday, May the 28th, Viking Speedway DRC Street Stock Tour. Haley Lee won in the Midwest Mods. Justin Vogel won in the Street Stocks. Hunter Goulet won in the Short Trackers. Carson Miller in the Super Stocks. And Travis Sauer won in the
1: Modifieds. Then we go to the Bemidji Speedway, Chicken Shack Nationals, Jack Sparby Memorial, night number one. Josh Berg won in the pure stocks. Luke Erlinson won in the mod fours. Corey Nelson won in the mini stocks. Chad Reller won in the Hornets. Brennan Schmidt won in the Midwest Modifieds. Ken Huron won in the Northern Renegade Sprint Cars. Matt Sparby won uh, during the Jack Sparby Memorial uh, race out there. He, he won in the super stocks. And Tanner Williamson won in the Modifieds.
0: Yeah, that's neat that Matt won uh, at the Jack's Barbie Memorial Night. Uh, Casino Speedway, Watertown, South Dakota. What
1: happened down there? Mike Nichols, he got the win in the Midwest Modifieds and his Maria broke seat in the uh, street stocks. Uh, Dylan Tyrrell won in the Hornets. Trajan Smith won in the Gen X late models. Joey Thomas won in the Modifieds, and Chad Becker won in the Late Models.
0: All right, then we move on to Ogilvy, Minnesota. Ogilvy Raceway Mod Nationals Day Number 2. Joseph Wilbur won in the Hornets. Dexton Koch won in the Superstocks. Dustin Holquist won in the Mod 4s. Zach Benson won in the Midwest Mods. And Dave Kane won in the Modifieds.
1: Move on to Monday, May 29th. Madison Speedway, the Ludifist Capital of the World, Madison, Minnesota. Justin Peterson won in the Pure Stocks. Brad Staples won in the Limited Late Models. Justin Earp won in the Hornets. Jamie Thorstead won in the Midwest Modifieds. Mike Jans won in the Street Stocks. Trevor Nelson won in the Super Stocks. And Tyler Peterson won in the Modifieds. All right, Bemidji Speedway, Chicken Shack Nationals, Jack Sparby
0: Memorial Day number two. Ashton Schwinn won in the Mini Stocks. Justin Barzness won in the Hornets. Brennan Schmidt won in the Midwest Mods. Blake Erickson won in the Mod 4s. Josh Berg won in the Pure Stocks. Dexton Coke won in the Super Stocks. Kaylee Emerson won in the Northers, uh, Nor- Northern
1: Renegades. <laughs> and Lance Schilling won in the Midwest Mods. Then we go to the Nodak Speedway in Minot, North Dakota, the Playground of Power. Robbie Roselli was the winner in the Sport Mods. It was topless night. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. uh, The funny thing is someone said that they were going to be selling. I can't remember who it was, but they said they're going to be selling T-shirts and sweatshirts out there. And I said, but it's topless night. (laughs) He can't do that. (laughs) What are you going to do? You got to carry in a bag. (laughs) But uh, Robbie Roselli won in the sport mods. Alex Thompson won in the sport compacts. Kyler Satron won in the hobby stocks. Brandon Palm won in the Western Renegade Sprints. Carver Baylor Baylorood won in the slingshots, and Jordan where Jordan Boyce won in the stock cars. Ageless Wonder out there, uh, and the big show Jason Walla won in the modifieds.
0: All right, and that takes us to last night, June the first, Kra Speedway, Wilmer,
1: Minnesota. What happened down there? Yeah, unlike the strokes, we will play last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> inside joke: If you're at the <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert out here in Fargo here a few uh, about a month ago. But uh, at KRA Speedway and Wilmer, we had Ty Shuler, who won in the pure stocks. Justin Van Epps, won in the Midwest Modifieds. Tommy Bodden, won in the Mod 4s. Zach Schultz, won in the Super Stocks. Braden Brower, won in the Street Stocks. Justin Schlitzky won in the Hornets. And the Iceman Don Eichens won in the Modifieds. All right, so what else is happening tonight? That would be Friday, June the 2nd, Brown
0: County Speedway, Aberdeen, South Dakota, Dakota Speedway, Ironman 100 in Mandan, North Dakota, the Fiesta City Speedway, Montevideo, Minnesota, I-94, EMR Speedway, Dick Johannek, King of the Dirt DRC Street Stock Tour, In Fergus Falls, Minnesota, Princeton Speedway in Princeton, Minnesota, and Runestone Go-Kart Association winning Edge Raceway in Alexandria, Minnesota. All has action
1: going on tonight. Then Saturday, the I-94 EMR Speedway. Again, the Dick Johanna, King of the Dirt with the Dirt Race Central Street Stock Tour. Jamestown Speedway, Big Rig Night. Uh, Madison Speedway in Madison, Minnesota has a regular night of racing. Then uh, North Central Speedway, Ron Johnson Memorial in Brainerd, Minnesota uh Greenbush Race Park in Greenbush Minnesota also running.
0: All right, then on Sunday, Bemidji Speedway, Casino
1: Speedway in
0: Watertown South Dakota and Nodak Speedway in Minot North Dakota.
1: The Playground of Power. Uh <laughs> Wednesday, Forks Karting Association, they got a race going on there in Grand Forks. Then on Thursday, we have KRA Speedway in Wilmer. That'll that wraps up pretty much everything that we uh we have for our our local uh, tracks that are going to be operating this weekend.
0: All right. And I heard you earlier talk about a barrel roll. So that must mean there were some points scored in the unintentional rollover contest.
1: Well, I have uh, I forgot to actually mention that we already had three people entered into this thing. Uh, we had three people in two days enter into the unintentional rollover contest. Daniel Aberly took the lead in the contest that you don't want to enter with his <laughs> barrel roll at the Norman County Raceway last night, two and a half rolls again for a score of 10 points. And uh, if you're new to the program, our rollover contest is whatever if a side faces the ground or touches the ground, that's worth a point. So if you roll over completely, back back to your wheels, that's 4 points. So that that's how we that's what we, how we do our scoring here. Okay? Uh, Tanner Bitson, he uh, tipped over on his roof for a score of 2 points out of the Viking Speedway in Alexandria in a really, really wild wreck with that one, too, where he, he slid out the track and hit one of the... uh, sa- basically a safer barrier kind of thing where they have tires in the way so that you don't hit the very blunt edge of a wall. Sure. And uh, that launched him up in the air, and he landed on his roof. That's two points. Uh, Nick Hiles, uh, he uh, he also tipped his car over into the trees out of the Viking Speedway, but it uh, was just onto one side, so that was worth one point. Garrison Miller tipped his car over onto his side at the Buffalo River Speedway after a really hard hit in the front side. Uh, but he was okay for a score of one point. And again, all drivers are okay. We will not uh, add anybody to the rollover list if uh, if there is anything serious that, that goes on because we don't want to make light of anyone getting hurt or anything worse.
0: Right. We want everybody to be okay. Just a little fun thing. So, all right, that is uh, it for Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap this week. Uh, Again, you can find us at kfgo.com. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts, including the updated, uh, refreshed, and just awesome, I'll call it awesome, uh, new KFGO app where you can listen to us, uh, listen to KFGO programming live Uh, And you can find podcasts of all your favorite shows here at KFGO. You can find out more about what we have going on. You can read all your news there. Um, The KFGO app, if you have not downloaded it, you should, because it is a great source for all the news and information you want to stay up to date on. So, for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab.